God wants you to prosper, not somebody else, not someone down the street, but he wants you to prosper. He promises to be our exceeding great reward. God has a great plan for you. Third John, verse two, it says, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Hello, hello, hello. Again, I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries. And it truly is my pleasure today to welcome Dr. David Spencer as my featured guest. You guys sit back, relax. You're going to have some an awesome time today in what we're talking about. And I am switching the focus this month on men and the importance of men. And Dr. David Spencer comes to us. He's got a PhD. He's got, I mean, he is really heavily weighted guys. So be willing to hear what he has to say. Pastoral counseling, all of that is rolled into one human being that God has placed on this earth to help us to get to where we need to be, whether it's re-entry, extra entry, putting whatever on top of all of what you already have, just that super on the natural. I am so excited. Dr. David Spencer, would you introduce yourself to my audience today? I will, but I wanna say thank you so much, Shante, for inviting me. Uh, you know, I've known you a short time, but I know you're a really uh, powerful sister in the Lord and pastor. So I believe that uh, this is a divine appointment. Amen. Amen. So let me go on. Okay. So my name is Dr. David Spencer. And I want to first tell you that my doctorate was hard. It came hard because it came from a GED to a PhD at 32 years old. I went back to school. So with that, you know, God has blessed and th that was my uh, fresh start. Actually, I needed a fresh start. That was it. And I started going to school. And when I went to night school, of course, with the GED, uh, a teacher took an interest in me because I didn't have the confidence. So she encouraged me and I ended up passing it, even though I thought I wouldn't. When I got to Bible school, a professor took an interest in me and mentored me and helped me. And so now that's what I do. So, uh, yeah, I have a program called Kingdom Mindset Development, and it is a Christ-centered counseling, coaching, and discipleship program designed with you in mind. Amen. Amen. Well, that sounds good. You already piqued my interest, and I told you I am passionate about empowering believers to mm. do what they're supposed to do in God's kingdom. We always want to use the Jeremiah 29, 11, where God says, I know the plans that I have for you. They're for good. They're not for evil to give you a hope and an expected end. That's mm. great. We love that. But a lot of times we forget how unique we are. So I am glad that you mentioned that, you know, PhD is not an easy task, no matter how you get it. Right. But to go from a GED to a PhD says a lot. And yeah. you've already told us that there's some struggle because I can give the credentials, but sometimes you don't see the challenges that a person has been through. You don't see what they've walked through. Right. And it's not easy for men today in this day and age. It's a little difficult for all of us that are 
dealing with that self-identity and that identity crisis, if you would, you kind of hit on a fact that you needed that confidence and someone came alongside you. Can yeah. you speak a little bit more about the confidence that a man needs to have in leading not only his family, but being an impact or an influence within the community? Yeah. Well, you know, I grew up in the 60s, right? So we had what the Black Panthers, Vietnam, Watergate, Kent State, the sex, drugs, rock and roll, the British invasion and all that. And I was about 14 years old, but I was already in the street. So my family had it pretty well known in the city and around. So, you know, I had it kind of easy as far as being in the street because they kind of controlled the street, right? But, you know, I started leaning toward toward that thuggish type of life back then and, and got into selling drugs. You know, I left school at 16 because I wanted to play music and they wouldn't teach me, you know, they, they wanted me to learn stuff I didn't want to learn, shame on me. But, uh, you know, as I continued on, I got better at music and music has been with me. I'm, I'm a worship leader also. I write music and sing Christian music, play guitar, and I've done it all over the world. But uh, it's, it, Everything happened when I got to a point in life at 31 years old where I was tired of me. I just said, you know something, you gotta go. I said, you have not only messed up people's lives through drugs and all that, but you know, you're a father, but yet you haven't, you're not with the mother, the baby, you, you know what I mean? And it's just a mess. And so I was really gonna check out. I mean, I sat there with a razor and a towel and said, I'm out, I'm out. But uh while I was sitting there and crying and going to the window and saying, somebody help me, Lord. And I would go back to the couch where I had like an ounce of cocaine and I would sniff it, not even get high. You're so depressed, you're so down, go back to the window. And so I sat down and I, I heard something say in my spirit, it just, just simple as this, you wanna change places? <laughs> I said, yeah, <laughs> said, that sounds like a good idea. And it was like the Holy Spirit, you know, he said, you want to change places? I'll, you give me your life, I'll give you mine. And I said, okay, let's do this. So, you know, about two, three hours later, somebody's knocking at my door. And you know, as people that are in the game, right? You know what I'm talking about. People come all kinds of hours, day and night when they're looking for drugs. But somebody came and they came and started witnessing to me about Jesus. I know it's witnessing now. And so I said, yes, I said, I want to listen, I gotta, I gotta do this. And I started watching the 700 club back then, because they had the 800 number. So I could call all day long and ask questions. And they helped me out. Uh, they sent me to a church about uh, half an hour away, which was good, because I moved out of my environment. You know, when I work in the prisons, I always tell the brothers, listen, it's your relationships and your environment. If you can change those, that's 80%. That's 80%. But when I went there, uh, you know, I, I, I finally moved to this town where later on I planted a church after I bought a bar room, turned it into a church. This was 30 years ago. And uh, I just started going to this little church in, in the country, try to use my gifts to, uh, you know, help enhance the worship. There was a lot of old people, but that was all right because. I was getting a fresh start. <laughs> I was renewing everything. Uh, so I started to go to night school because I, I because I got born again. I want to go to Bible school. 
That's the only reason I went to night school. Cause I said, listen, I gotta know more about this Jesus. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be in in an environment where it's nothing but Jesus. So I, I got accepted at Christ for the Nations in Dallas, Texas. Went there for two and a half years. Graduated with an associate's degree. But the, my teacher at the GED, she came beside me, and she was here's what she would say. She say, Dave, the test is coming. You ready? I said, No. <laughs> and then she'd come every week. Dave, the test is coming. You ready? I said, Miss Morris, I like to read. I like history, but this math is is, is just is taking me out. She said, You can do it, Dave. You can do it. So finally, right. This is what really happened. I saw her coming. I said, man, I know she's going to ask me again. So I said, I'm going to do it for Mrs. Morris. Whether I pass or fail, I'm just going to do it for her because she believes in me. Passed everything. And when I got to, listen, when I got to questions I didn't know, I went just like this. God's honest truth. Your turn. That's your turn. And then I mark it. Passed everything. <laughs> went on to Bible school, right? When I got in Bible school, now I was 35. Right, a lot of younger people there. So one of the professors, Dr. Axtell, he just started to invite me in his office all the time. And then he said, Dave, I want to mentor you. You know, when you come, I'm clearing out the office. And I was like, because he saw I was serious. You know, I didn't go there to make friends. And I just went there to learn about the Lord. And so he ended up sending, at the end of my time there, he asked me if he could send my transcripts to another school. Because he asked me, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. Keep playing music and now for the Lord. And in, in Dallas, we played for anybody. You know, Miles Monroe, they would come to the school for a week and they'd always have us play our, our big, big, big meetings too. But anyway, uh, I went to... Uh, the school, he sent the transcripts, they accepted them, and uh, I ended up getting my bachelor's theology. Then I did the Masters of Divinity, which I tried to get out of, but now I know the reason why he didn't let me out of it. 28 courses just in that Masters of Divinity. Then I went for the PhD in pastoral counseling. I graduated, and they ended up listening to this. This is God. They ended up making me an extension professor for the school. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I'm loving it. Your story is so rich with so much there. You go from the mafia to music ministry to true ministry. And I'm, we'll put a pin right here. Okay. If God prompts you to go witness to someone, doesn't matter what it looks like, you might be finding another David, That's another right. worshiper. And I think that is awesome because you said in the middle of the night, this person came and witnessed to your door. You don't know who you might be saving. So that's important. Um, anyone can take that. But yeah. hear me good. Men have such a key role in the family, in the community. We look to you for our provision in many instances, for our protection, for sure from all of what could be out there. And I recognize that a lot of men, when we talk about the confidence, you mentioned that you had some counselors around you, those who were willing to mentor you. That's important. The Bible says in a multitude of counsel, there is safety. We want the right counsel, but we know that there is safety that is there. And I think you're providing some of that 
counseling with the men that are there at your church. You still have a church currently, right? Yes. Okay. And you're providing some mentorship for them as well. Do you see a lot of the benefits from that community? Oh yeah. I see, you know, from uh, most of my men, mm -hmm. uh, ex, ex offenders, you know, okay. they've been time. As a matter of fact, I was, I counseled them in the, the joint. Let's just be real here. I counseled them in the joint and developed a friendship and a trust. And when they got out, they started coming to the church. So I just keep on mentoring even to this day. And I see change. They're not back. They All haven't. Right. See, that's I said, that's good enough, brother. Now we got to get you, uh, turn you into an entrepreneur because your felony ain't going to let you work nowhere. You know, brothers and sisters that are watching, you know what I'm talking about, how hard it is. And, and, and this is real talk. I mean, from ex-offenders to world-class contenders, I think you said. Right. And right. I hear you loud and clear. We want you to be world-class contenders. And there uh -huh. is no condemnation here. There is no condemnation, the Bible says, to those that believe that no matter what your past has been, it does not limit your future. It is not a representation. So, yes, we come from all walks of life. And you don't have to have walked that lifestyle to need a re-entry, to need uh, an ability to transform from where you were. Mm -hmm. And that's important to note that God does have a specific plan for you. And it's absolutely fantastic. But many times we don't take the time to just understand our uniqueness right. and realize our importance. So yes. that's why, one, I'm really glad that you're here talking with me, David a man after God's own heart to right. say that I'm willing to go after that one. I'm willing to go and do, but I'm going to worship him. I'm going to worship the King. That's and right. yeah, let's talk a little bit about that music ministry that you have. I mean, you talk about the sixties. I know you don't think that I grew up in the sixties. I was a little bitty baby, in the right. <laughs> but I'm still back there. And the, the kids today don't recognize what we went through. It right. is a different time, but yeah. you have a, a means or an, a, a way of bringing all of this community together and mm. mentoring them from whatever place that they are in. And I love that. Right. Um, talk a little bit more about what you do with some of the men that you have an opportunity to mentor. Okay. Well, like I said, before I became a believer, in my day, you would have called me a thug, right? So uh, a lot of the brothers that were there, when I went to Bible school, they were like, oh, here he goes. He's off running some kind of game with God. <laughs> a game with God, really? Okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, after years, even my family, like Jesus's family, it took years before they realized that he's not playing around, right? So what I would do is because, see, I had a lot of respect, not only from my family, but I'm also a professional martial artist. I've written a little booklet about martial arts, studied in Seoul, Korea, because my teacher, he became my mentor and he took me there to, to learn. So I did that. So the people knew me. I had a name as a musician. I had a name in the city. As a drug dealer, I had a name in the city. And as a fighter, I had a name in the city. Plus, my family was a good, is a good family. But, you know, some uncles, they just don't play. Other ones built the city that I live in, basically built the city. So, uh, you know, we have that balance there. So I helped them guys. And, you know, I would come from Bible school and do some outreach from 
from Bible school. And uh, I would go to the to the hood. I would go to the projects and set up, you know, a flatbed truck and talk. And there were guys who was laying down their guns on the, on the platform and just crying out and saying, "Man, listen, if he could do it for you, he can." Do it. I said, "That's right." And I'm here to help you. I said, "So whatever you need, just you know where I am. You know how to find me." And they'd come, and a lot of them listen. A lot of them because I was an extended faculty member, I got them into school and they ended up getting, you know, associate's degrees. These are thugs, you know? So God has a way of taking a message making a message out of it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, it's been good. And I just love them in because like I said, I've worked in the prison as a counselor and a clinician for years in and out. And I know that world. I know that world. And in uh, there's a lot. It's like when I wrote when I wrote my dissertation, right? I wrote it on reentry, right? A faith-based approach, and uh, you got to know the culture. It's like going into another world. And if your mind's not right, you know, it's such a, a switch. You know, you got to be careful. I remember some young guys coming in first time, as they call them, and they'd be shaking, you know, but. Thank God I had, you know, a good, good reputation in there. You know, I could be with a hundred men on, on the floor alone, you know, with two COs here, pin drop, because they know you care. You know, in the street, we say, I feel you, you know, and they could feel you. They could tell us how to feel. Amen. So, but some kids would come in and, you know, I would say, oh man, this kid, he, he's going to get, he's going to, you're not going to make it if he keeps crying and, and these guys see him crying. So I would take him aside and I'd tell him, listen, here's some things you can't do okay and here's what i'm going to do for you i know people here so i'm going to talk to one of the brothers to protect you while you're here so you know and the guy say okay pastor i got him i got him you know but it's another world and so it's another mindset and it's difficult re-entering when you're coming out of that mindset you see it's just a compressed world you have your administration right that's that's what i call one gang then you have the ceos that's another gang then you have the inmates and they have all their own governmental structure going on too you see so it's another culture it's a whole new world when they come out they don't know what to do most of them are afraid you know they're tough they're bad boys but it's like you know oh man i don't know what's happening so they stay at home for a little while then they get out and they try to get work but, uh, you know, and, and you kind of can't blame them, but it's sad. And I tell them, don't do it. But they, they have to lie, you know, when they say, have you ever done any time of felony and all that? And if they want the job, they have to they have to lie. And then two weeks later, of course, they get found out. And now they're, you know, depressed again because now they can't get work. The baby's mama or the wife or somebody are pressuring the men. And so the men, what do they do? They go back to what they did to make money so that they could feel good and feel like they're providing and helping the family out and the kids. You, you know what I'm saying? So um, I, I really feel like I know most of the guys, I'm gonna tell you something, most of the guys that uh, I ran with, they're dead. They're dead from, from AIDS, they're dead from guns, they're dead, you know? Well, you said a lot. And I let you say it. You said a lot. One, you have true ministry because it's not just, you know, we can look good. We can clean up. And if our minds are not right, we're not right. 
That's right. But you're willing to go in and you talk, told us about an entire culture that most of us are not even familiar with, but there are those who are familiar with that culture and the different levels that are there. Mm. But important, yes, mindset is important. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that kingdom mindset. Um, and I think we said a kingdom mindset to deal with life's challenges. I think that's what you bring to the table for sure. Yeah. But there is an importance to say that I matter, that mm -hmm. I am comfortable in my own skin, right. that I am confident in what I am doing. And I'm going to say for those of us who are welcoming those who are coming outside of the prison systems now, we have to be cognizant that there is that struggle on the inside of where am I finding my place again now? And how can I feel good about me? I really don't want to go back to that particular lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But if there are those of us who happen to own businesses that can incorporate or welcome in those who are re-entering into society, that's a great place to start, whether they're re-entering because they're coming out of the army or mm -hmm. they're re-entering because they're coming out of the prison system we have to recognize that there is that transition period and in God's kingdom, just like Paul said about Philemon, he said, hey, put it to my charge. If we're willing to take that on, I think, yes, we need to build a network of people who are willing to do that. But tell me, Brother David, you mentioned this kingdom mindset and you know i'm all about the kingdom mindset is important for sure when we think right we behave right when we behave right we get to influence others in a right manner as well uh, and i know you have a program that you call fresh start and i want you to talk about your program so that if any of my audience i want you to make sure that you're connecting with uh, dr david spencer here and I'm going to drop links as well, but I want him to talk about the program that he does have so that if you're interested in participating with that, that you'll know exactly what he's doing, what results you're going to get, and that it's a major program. Jump on board with him. So Dr. David, I'm going to turn it over to you just to talk a little bit about what you're doing right now and how they can connect with you. I've developed a program called Kingdom Mindset Development, your spirit with a soul living in a body and until you can put them in the right category when you're dealing with something you see most of the time you're getting in trouble because you're letting the man in the mirror like michael jackson said you're letting the man in the mirror lead the way see but when you receive christ like i did you get born again now the real you that you don't see the one inside of me he has control or he should have control so once you receive Christ, your battle is no more with the devil. The devil's been whooped in Colossians, it tells us. They made an open show of him. So all he can do is try to drop, you know, negative seeds inside your conscience. But, you know, the Bible says resist the devil and he'll flee. So your kingdom mindset says go, get away from me in the name of Jesus. You know, I'm not going to have you. And so you need to be in a place where you can understand that so the program does that it really emphasizes in you know i do a seminar uh called uh, how to manage and control your emotions and when the folks come in i give them an outline and i give them a mirror a little mirror i buy hundreds of them and and i say okay while i'm talking to you 
that guy is going to be talking to you too. I said, you need to look in that mirror and tell him what to do. So again, it's called Fresh Thought. It's a Christ-centered counseling, coaching, and discipleship program. You're absolutely right. I like that fresh start. And because the Bible says that we're not supposed to be conformed to this world, but we're supposed to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Yes. Absolutely right. I do the kingdom mindset when it comes to finances. Mm-hmm. You have a kingdom mindset or a worldly mindset, and you really need to make sure you have that kingdom mindset in order to meet and deal with life's challenges. So right. Fresh Start is the name of the program. I'm guessing that first 30 days is getting the junk out of the trunk. We want to make sure that we drop the links as well. It's Dr. David Spencer, uh, S-P-E-N-C-E-R.com. And if you look on his website on that first page, there's a way for you to get on his calendar to schedule a vision call with him. So I want to make sure the audience, hey, if you are even remotely interested get on his website, make sure that you connect with Dr. David Spencer so that you can be a part of that program. I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries. It truly has been my pleasure serving you today. Again, make sure you put feet to your faith so that you can walk victoriously. Have an absolutely fantastic rest of your day. Hi, I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries. And I'm your biblical money management expert and strategist with over 20 years of proven results. From one client who took one tip out of my book and saved $2,400 a year to another that was on a fixed income and is now going to be financially free for over six years. I'm excited about what I bring to you. What you don't know is that after 29 years of marriage, I got the rug pulled out from under me when my husband asked for a divorce. I was dumbfounded, anxious, and unsure of what my financial outlook was going to be. Now, I know how money works, and I've coached many, but I didn't think in my wildest dreams that this would happen to me. After all, I'm the prayer warrior, leader in the church, professor, speaker, and I have almost as many degrees as a thermometer. But what I learned after navigating my journey is that 90% of the women devastated by divorce or death ended up like I was, hiding in the shadows, wanting the life that they sacrificed so hard for, and they wanted their future to match the efforts in which they put in. Now, what we can't control is how someone else feels. And we can't control the system, which is typically stacked against us. But what we can control is how we manage the finances that we do have. We can effectively build confidence and walk in abundance. There is a smart way to move forward in financial freedom. If those things are something that you're interested in, I'm your girl. See, my passion is to help women devastated by the double Ds, divorce or death but want to live life confidently on their terms with financial independence and security, as well as peace. So if you are tired of the anxiety, the stress and feeling stuck, if the embarrassment and the shame are keeping you from confidently moving forward, and if you lack the money management skills, as well as the financial decision-making so that you can have financial independence, I'd like to help. 
if you're looking for those effective tools that are going to transform you from wounded to confident. And if you're looking for the smart way to move forward in financial freedom, then I truly am your girl and this program may be for you. The program is called Prosperity After Pain. It's a financial transformation experience. And if you qualify, it might be the thing that is going to change the rest of your life. Your heart may be broke, but your bank account doesn't have to be. Contact me today for your free strategy call. You can find us online at h the number two htruth.org. At Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, we're helping believers live an abundant life based on God's word, standing on his promises, walking out his principles, sharing with God's people, serving as unto the Lord.